0: Finally here, welcome to Do It with Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel mengena Valerie Hey
1: <laughs> We have to try that again, because <laughs> right, I'm going to try. It. Valerie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you're not excited enough to, to see me, <laughs> everyone. I know oh my God. My okay. one of the most Do you amazing, think? Do you people. think? One of the most amazing people in the world, Valerie. The what? Today. you're one of the most amazing people in the world, and that's how I'm introducing you. Because everybody needs to know how cool you are, guys. Valerie is one of the most adventurous, um, fearless, go with the flow loving life people i know and i wish you could see her smile right now because it's absolutely amazing valerie i love you do you love me too
0: thank you i love you too <laughs>
1: excellent i'm very happy about this valerie is valerie very very apprehensive about this call because she wanted me to send her questions and she wanted us to have a plan which is crazy because in my life you're one of the people that's always like dan you plan too much just do it just go with it and now I'm like, okay, we're going to go with You're like, wait, wait, where's the plan?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but this is because I moved back to Paris. And, yes. you know, like, French people are very, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> everything needs to be prepared. And, you know, every time you pitch, mm. like, people tell you, you know, exactly how many minutes you have and, you know, how it's going to go. So now I'm kind of used to that.
1: Now you're used to that. So I'm bringing you back to your fun free. Exactly,
0: my fun side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, um, so the principal reason why I wanted to bring Valerie here is because she's so cool. Her energy is great and she's got an amazing advent- Like She's got some crazy stories of the adventure she's been on, which we're going to talk about on the call. But also, I want to raise some awareness for her business, Bag Share, which I think we were drinking wine two, three years ago? Was it two, three years ago when you started Bagshare?
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 2016.
1: Yeah, because I remember we were in um, we we're in Hackney, right? Was it Victoria Park? And you were saying, I've got this idea for this business, you know, I'm just going to leave my job and go start this business. I'm just going to look like... And then like a month later, I'm like seeing Bagshare everywhere. You've got like your branding and you've got your website and people are all over the world doing it. Tell me, Valerie. In your mind, what happens when you just say, "I'm going to do something," and you and you do it? Is there, is there a process? Is there like a thought pattern, or do you just do you just go for it?
0: Yeah, I think um, uh, I think this is like the very like tricky part about being an entrepreneur is like um, there are so many things uh to do and so many ways to actually start it mm-hmm. that you really don't know how to start. And and you try something, and then it always feel that you know to do to go to the next step, you have to do like something different. But mm-hmm. you can't do that thing without doing something else. And, you're <laughs> and 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 it's always like the beginning of the business is always I feel the trickiest part. Mm-hmm. It's like how do I get something like coming up the ground and you know start rolling? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like it, that that part took actually like took me more than a year mm-hmm. to actually get to something that looked like something
1: yeah <laughs> but you started before then though didn't you you got you started getting your material ready you started talking to people I, about exactly it, about
0: I, I started and, and even like I started to talk
1: mm-hmm. uh, a
0: lot about that idea and I think this is something that that helped me a lot and I know a lot of entrepreneurs who say oh my god I've got you know like the idea of the century and I really don't want to share it because people Are gonna steal it, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I feel this is such uh, a bad advice and something that people shouldn't do. Uh, Mm -hmm. No one is going to steal your idea. Like, stop thinking about that. Like, no one. It takes so much uh, sweat and. (laughs) And, and and time and dedication to actually get an idea somewhere mm-hmm. that if it's not the idea that you had in your mind that you dreamt, that you you lived um that you know yeah, like no that. one is going to take it like you need yeah. so much passion to actually
1: mm-hmm.
0: get an idea anywhere mm-hmm. that you know n- n- no one is going to be like oh my god I'm going to do your idea now it's <laughs> going to be my idea it has it, to come from so you. so and, and actually to talk about your ID is like the best way to go somewhere and to avoid any, you know, any mistakes mm-hmm. that you could have done along the way, especially at the beginning. Uh, so, yeah. So I think that's something like this is how I started. I started just to like talk a lot, you know, as I was talking to you about it, like talking mm-hmm. to people
1: about it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So let's talk about Bagshare before we go into some of your crazy stories i want people to understand just how crazy you are we're going to talk about the day you just decided to go to mexico we'll talk about that <laughs> we're going to talk about that because i want people to really understand where why just some of the reason why i love you so much but let's talk about bag share what is Bagshare? I- explain it let's let people
0: Yeah, sure. Um, So BagShare is an online platform um, that connects travelers with uh, small and local NGOs. Mm -hmm. And travelers uh, offer space in the bag to actually bring items and donations in kind uh, directly at destination. So in the NGO. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's zero logistic cost for the NGO. Mm-hmm. All the NGOs that we have, they are very small and they have a massive lack of resources because they have no visibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no one really knows that they're there and mm-hmm. therefore they don't have access to subventions, uh, to donations or to anything like that. Uh, and I really want to work more NGOs because for me uh, they are the one doing like the hardest work. They are the one really helping on the ground, the communities—they're mm-hmm. uh, there. They know them. They know what they're doing, and mm-hmm. they've been living with them their whole life. And they're just trying to do something for nothing. For like, they're, they're not there for fame. They're not there like for anyone. Say thank you, uh, mm-hmm. or to be proud of it. Like they're just there to help. And I just find all the funders of those small NGOs like the best people in the world that you could ever meet.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because that's really developed from where it first, first, first started because when we first started talking about Bagshear, it wasn't so, the vision wasn't so clear in terms of what you were supporting. It was really just the framework that you wanted to connect people traveling and let them help each other. So exactly. at what point did it become more refined that you were working specifically with NGOs? Uh,
0: completely. I think that um, came out, I think, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, uh, it started with uh, a very interesting connection that I started mm-hmm. to make here in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is inside uh, what we call in France OSS, and it's like the social and solidarity economy. Okay. I don't know. If that way in English uh, and this is something that is becoming very massive in France mm-hmm. and I started to enter in that world and I started to find it like fascinating so just to give like a few words about what that is sure. this kind of economy um, so basically the social and solidarity economy is a new way of thinking and that all the people joining this movement we all believe that this is how business should work and how hopefully business will work in the future mm-hmm. uh, so basically right now when you have a business everything everything is based on profitability mm-hmm. so how much your business is worth uh is pending on your profitability mm-hmm. um and um the social business is a new way being like uh nowadays well in the future it's going to be pending on two Um, different aspect one that is profitability and the other one that is your social impact Mm -hmm. how much what you do helps Mm -hmm. people how much are you helping developing communities how much like and and what we want is we want that to be at the core of your business not just something nice that you do with your foundation you know Mm -hmm. like oh i give a bit of money like whatever Mm -hmm. Um, it is it needs to be at the core of your business, in your idea, in, in, you know, who you are and what you do. Uh, And and, uh, I personally feel uh, that this is uh, where businesses will go and and I hope that all the businesses will be like that in the future. Um, There is a new law in France uh, that now you can have like in a legal way, Uh, your business stated within that economy. So Backshare is actually registered as uh, a social uh, entrepreneur. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Do you know why this is ridiculous? Wow. Because I'm writing a book about this.
0: (laughs) Really? Really? Oh my god. (laughs) I haven't even
1: really spoken about it that much. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay um, That's great.
1: but what my thing is is that I'm finding the balance between the two and also looking at the fact that business can be socially conscious or have a social responsibility and it doesn't have to take away from the profitability
0: exactly. and also
1: looking at the fact that from a, not, I don't really want to call it this, but from a spiritual perspective, from an an energy perspective, nature is all about growth. Everything in nature grows or it dies, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you work in harmony with natural law, things tend to work better because that's the way the world works. And you tend to have friction and difficulty when you go against natural law. So when your thing is to grow, then it's naturally going to, organically move in a direction of growth and when your thing is encouraging growth whether it's um, expansion of ideas expansion of uh, delivering a service which is expanding life and options and choices for people then naturally what should follow is that nature should support you so let's say for example my business is in training for argument's sake but my motive and my focus and my and my intention isn't on making the most money. It's to deliver the best training to the most people so that they're empowered in whatever area I'm training them in. Then it's going to follow naturally that I'm going to get more clients. And then it's going to follow naturally that I'm going to get more profitability at the same time. The other thing I look at quite in depth in the book is that a lot of the things that people naturally associate with capitalism and with business Oh, I have to keep my costs down. So I have to pay my employees the least money and I have to destroy my competition. And, you know, I have to go to like, uh, I have to use child labor. All of these things, they're not necessarily as important, actually, because you can pay people a fair wage. You can work in harmony with your competition because competition breeds better prices for the consumer. That's the natural way of business. And my book is basically saying, Let's look at doing things a different way. Let's mm-hmm. say it's okay if you want to have nice cars. If you want to drive a Ferrari, drive a Ferrari, but don't feel that you need to do so at the expense of other people. It's okay yeah. to be a decent, honest, moral, fair, socially conscious business person and still enjoy nice things. So um exactly. the book that I'm writing, it's actually going to be called The Monk Who Drives a Lamborghini. That's yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> Because I know
1: Robin Sama wrote the book, The, the Monk's actually,
0: actually, I think that that's super interesting because it is um, this, because like this is a completely new concept and, and still in the minds of people when you do something that is very social, mm-hmm. um, it needs to be like, Sorry. Uh, it needs to be like non-for-profit or it needs to be like a charity mm-hmm. or it needs mm-hmm. to be and, and and it it doesn't have to be that and mm. actually it is a lot more interesting not to rely on subventions mm-hmm. and to find a way and especially if what you offer as any value mm-hmm. for uh, your consumer or for what you're doing you're going to find your way uh, to, to to have money. And I think this is something very interesting with like um, social economy as well is uh, you're creating new business models. Mm-hmm. So you have to think in a different way. It's not going to be your typical business model. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, I sell you that, therefore you pay that price. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something else. It's going mm-hmm. to be okay. So how do we do it? Like, let's find a way how... Um, how that can be supported by someone else, or mm-hmm. how can I enter a third party in it, yep. or for yep. it? And there is always, if you have a good idea, there is always someone that will pay. Mm. And the trick is to find who that person is and yep. how I'm gonna but find it. So much fun! Exactly, and it's not. It's not going to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be. For example, your 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 clients or the person mm-hmm. using your service, it can be someone else. Yeah. And it's all about finding why and how, and it's so interesting because you're kind of like creating new models it's around
1: like, it. Make It's like little puzzles, right?
0: Exactly. It's okay,
1: we need this part, we need this part, we need this part, we need this part, and we're making it work. And all of these interesting combinations of people actually can make business a lot more fun. Completely. Yeah.
0: And, and I, I do agree. And, and we feel that, uh, you know, like, for example, in the fashion industry, which is like, um, there, there are a lot of issues with like pollution and mm-hmm. child labor and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are more uh, and more people trying to do like uh, ethic uh, mm-hmm. within fashion. But uh, because therefore you spend more money in uh, the product and, mm-hmm. and you know, who, who is designing and who mm-hmm. is working on your... Uh, products therefore you have less marketing
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you can you know so so there is like this trick where um, I feel like there is this movement rising trying to give all those people a voice
1: so yeah I I, I agree with you it's all about finding crazy new combinations um, I think you've mentioned to me before about the fashion industry and the way that the fashion industry is getting more ethical in the way that it's making things work with costings and
0: yes exactly but basically like yeah so, so just to finish this point it was um that these shoes like social economy is usually because like you're spending more on product or you know fair wages um then you have less uh, money uh for advertising and being aggressive in sales mm-hmm. and therefore I think there is something very important which is to raise awareness Uh, because those um, labels and companies are are still quite small this is a new trend a new economy Mm -hmm. and therefore they don't have the tools to compete and I think to raise awareness as I would say a global awareness not just for one particular brand but the global awareness of what uh, some actors are trying to do in the different industries in regard to like social economy is like very very important as you know you know we get to your book or, mm-hmm. or to anyone, anyone raising awareness around around that
1: mm. so in terms of your own business how yeah. have you managed to how have you managed to find your own combination of people because obviously these ngos you, you you've got a passion for these small ngos but they're not really yeah. going to have the money to support it, yours as, a, as an enterprise as an entrepreneurial enterprise so have you brought in third parties to come and support it? How how are you making that work?
0: Uh, so in, in terms of like the business model? Yes. Um, okay, so the business model is actually, so the, um, our whole um, thing is completely free. Uh, and and uh, we are selling it to uh, companies. And uh, basically we are working with with companies in, uh, a specific department that I don't know how you say in English, uh, in French we say RSE and basically it's like, I would say it's a sustainable kind of department, the the, um, the department that is working, that, that, that which has a budget and they, they need to make that budget work for any kind of like sustainability project. Okay. Um, And um, therefore, what we found very interesting is in most big companies, uh, apart from the people working within that department, uh, no other employees know actually what the company is doing in terms of RSE. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, um, therefore if you work for a big company who has the business, which is not socially uh, orientated, uh, and that you would be asked, Oh, what is, uh, what is the social good that your business is doing? You wouldn't be able to reply because you don't know.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and therefore, um, we... Basically, with Backshare, we are offering to companies to include and uh, make everyone involved in what the Arrester is doing, either uh, in your personal travel or in your business travel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you take uh, some donations and you just bring bring it there. Um, We also... They also do collect uh, internally and therefore, which is good for like team building. People are just like, oh, I'm going there. Uh, I'm looking for this and this and therefore people bring it. Uh, and, and so, yeah, so, so the idea is like basically to create a stronger link and, and for the company to actually make their values uh, very much like live uh, within the workplace uh, for the people working there. I don't know
1: so, if was... so actually you're helping to support larger businesses being more socially conscious. You're exactly. inserting yourself into the business, encouraging the, not just the social consciousness, but also just a better way of being as a business, a better culture within the business, connecting them with each other and with other parts of the world and connecting them with the whole idea of social responsibility. So in, in, in a, it you're almost getting ahead of the trend in France, where this is becoming the thing, and you're coming in mm-hmm. on the ground so as it becomes more much of a um, as it becomes a bigger concept, you're going to be one of the people at the vanguard at the front of it right
0: Well, well, this is a little bit like what we believe, and basically when when we talk to companies, we are not only talking about backshare and we are not they only to talk about like oh this is great. Then you can bring staff directly like to an NGO, which is the service that we're offering. But um, it's even more like uh, because we are part of uh, the um, a label that is like the sustainable tourism label, mm-hmm. and basically uh, we talk to businesses as well about like sustainable tourism. And how sustainable tourism will uh, improve actually um z- the life of like uh, communities and locals and how they have to embrace it within what they do uh especially to companies who have a lot of people uh, doing business travels mm-hmm. and, and therefore we talk about the whole industry so we just like you should use um those type of hotels which are very like sustainable and socially responsible mm-hmm. uh so stop using using like Hilton because each time you're giving money back to the U.S. or, you know, like it's basically try to use local, try to help. Yeah. And and what I think is very interesting is... Um, you know, when you talk about tourism, you always hear bad things. You always hear, our oh, tourism damages the environment because, you know, there are too many people, you know, on the like, beautiful sites that you can, mm-hmm, and like, it's like, footprint, and it's like a much, uh, homogenization of cultures. Mm-hmm. And actually what we say is like, what if uh, tourism would leave like uh, a positive impact, and, and what if you could leave the place in a better state, um that that before uh by um giving money that will be used in the community because you you're giving money to like this little hotel or this thing or this thing and you know what to do what not to do don't eat that because is don't buy coals don't buy like uh shell turtles don't you know like like mm-hmm. little things and this is the thing is like what's Interesting with like sustainable tourism is people people want to do it. Everyone is just like oh my god when I travel I want I want to travel you know in a sustainable way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then but there is a a big lack of knowledge, uh, and I think the actors of sustainable tourism didn't find their way to talk to people and Mm -hmm. and to be mainstream yet. And this is a whole thing that we're working on is to make it mainstream and to show to people that it is actually uh, small steps that make your travel sustainable as a whole. Mm -hmm. And and therefore, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to give people tools to be, this is how you're going to be like an ethical traveler.
1: Yes, I like it. I like it. I like it. I really, really, really like it it's it's so funny because i was there at the beginning <laughs> right yeah. i was there at the beginning and seeing how it's grown into a movement now <laughs> or it was like one of valerie's crazy ideas i'm going to do this and whatever you say you're going to do something i'm just waiting to see you do it like there's a lot of people in the world that they'll talk oh yeah i've got this idea i've got this i've got that i've got this dream and for some people oh that's nice you know but when you say it, it's like okay i'm waiting for it to happen now because uh-huh. The distance between you talking about something and doing it is normally very, very, very small, (laughs) which is just amazing. You're just a go-getter. And my whole thing, uh, my whole, my movement, which is to dream with your eyes open, it's all about removing that distance. The same way that you, you, you have an idea, you have a passion, you have a feeling to do something, you take the action and you execute it. But the thing I love that you've expressed so beautifully here in this interview is that you don't just aimlessly go and take action. You still plan. You still go and get the right support. You still take logical steps, but you don't hang around. You still take action, which I think is such a beautiful thing. Because sometimes people either spend so much time talking about it and don't do anything, or so much time thinking about it and not even talking about it, like you said before. Or yeah. they just do it and don't actually think about what they're doing. There's no structure. There's no organization. There's, so, there's nothing. And I think you've, as a person, I find you to have just a beautiful, beautiful balance of taking action decisively without sort of messing around, but still being very thoughtful and very deliberate in your actions as well. I really, really love that about you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, I, do, I do. To be honest, I think that's a, that's a balance that you need to have when, mm-hmm. when you're starting your company because mm-hmm. um, you, you need to have um, first like the why. Mm-hmm. The why you do what you do yeah. is so important. Um, sorry uh so why you do what you do is so important and and uh, it, it is what will make you wake up for hopefully uh, the next 40 years i'm uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, hopefully back will go that far but um far.
1: i believe it uh, i believe in 50 years people are going to be talking about a new way of doing business um because of what you do
0: uh, i I hope so i believe I believe in that too and and um I really hope like like mentality are, are gonna shift but like there we, we can see it like everything is is trying to shift but but yeah i feel i feel like you need to understand your why because like when when you say there are either like the people who talk about things and don't take actions mm-hmm. which uh, are numerous and, and then there's <laughs> Taking action but not thinking about it. And I think when you take action and you're not thinking about it, those are in interesting ones because those are the ones who are actually doing something, but um, they don't know their why yet. Mm. That, and this is why they're not thinking about it because, like, they, they have probably a very um, down-to-earth idea, but they never thought about, like, what is the bigger picture and why are they pursuing that idea and mm-hmm. actually um, I feel and if there's anyone uh, listening to that interview who is in that position um, definitely stop doing what you do and think about your why because um, your solution might change it might not be exactly what people want or it might evolve through time mm-hmm. but if you very strong why and uh, a very strong idea of what is the issue that you're tackling or what is, you know, like the idea that you want to, you know, give to people and and what you want people to do and how you see the world. Um, These things will never change. And this is what will make you stick to what you do, whatever changes you have to make uh, for your business or service or product or whatever and there's a product the service can change but the mm-hmm. why will never change it's and the foundation
1: this is- it's the foundation the backbone it's the exactly it's the framework exactly. of the house the furniture might change in the house
0: it completely but,
1: but the structure the framework where the walls are aren't going to change and that is your why that's the foundation right
0: completely and i think once you understand that
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh you are a lot more relaxed mm-hmm. towards uh, criticism or towards people telling you that maybe it's not exactly that idea that you should do only be, mm-hmm. because it's okay mm-hmm. because um, you're still you know hanging to something that yeah. you believe mm-hmm. uh, and not exactly you know that service is going to be a service that maybe it's going to be better for that mm-hmm. why.
1: I think sometimes people are scared to take advice. I think it's important to understand, to take advice from competent people, very important. And also to make sure that you're only um, seeking out constructive criticism, because some people will just be trying to put you down. That's true, but I think, yeah, (laughs) exactly. But if if you're going, if you're seeking advice from competent people, who really do want to help you, because the thing is sometimes you seek advice from people who care so much about you that they'll lie to you about your advice being good right uh-huh. <laughs> That's, oh not, my God it's an amazing idea, Valerie. definitely do that, but really it's crap. so finding it's finding someone who's going to give you honest, loving, constructive criticism right
0: That is so true, and I think like. I, I would give like two advice to people mm-hmm. um, uh, starting their company. I, I, I think like, as you say, one is um, it's great and it's necessary to talk about your idea. You mm-hmm. have to do it, but, and do it as much as you can because mm-hmm. you're going to gain so much. Mm-hmm. But be careful because everyone will have. Something to say. (laughs) Everyone, everyone. People will be like, "Oh, that's great," but you know, have you think about you know contacting that and the bloggers and Mm -hmm. blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah blah. And there is always like people will come with like so many ideas and so many ways that you should do it. Um. So so with that, like take it, but uh, you know, um, like no, not take it. Listen to it, but don't take it everything. Yes. It, just take what 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 you feel is interesting and mm-hmm. the rest don't take yeah. it like it's fine you're gonna because if and i feel at the beginning you kind of take everything that people is doing like you know to you you're just like oh my god yeah this is that and this is that mm-hmm. and then you're running into like stuff and and especially about into like advice which are not very like the right ones mm-hmm. uh, because not everyone is an entrepreneur not everyone Studying. not everyone knows your industry and, and therefore you need to be very careful mm-hmm. uh, but then what I would definitely uh, recommend as well is, is to use uh, a mentor
1: yeah.
0: and, uh, and if you can find a mentor or someone who uh, has been an entrepreneur yes. uh, as through uh, what, what you're experiencing uh, in yeah. your daily life it could be either someone from an incubator or someone outside that you know or someone mm-hmm. that you've been to um and and really if you feel a special connection with someone that you feel is the right person mm-hmm. uh and that can give you like interesting and neutral advice definitely ask that person do you mind if we meet every every other week mm-hmm. uh for an hour uh to talk about what i do it and could how be, i'm could
1: even be video call right i mean i do a lot of mentoring myself um, mm-hmm. and I'm not always in the same country as the people that I'm mentoring um, or, or, or supporting there's so much technology that means that you can connect with people literally from all over the world and you can always find the world is so small with technology you can definitely find someone somewhere on the, in the world who's going down the path that you're going down who will be open to helping and supporting you as a mentor isn't it?
0: Completely mm.
1: yeah
0: So I highly recommend you do that Yes. because that, that helped me a lot. And I was liking of that for like a long time. And I think yeah. I, I lost a bit of time.
1: But you've definitely gained from having a mentor. Yes, completely. Excellent. Do you know why it's so fun? Because there's, there's a couple of things that I wanted to, I was gonna tell you after, um, because there's two things I wanted to get you involved in aside from this. Um, in fact, There was one, but now there's definitely two. So basically on the back of my book that I'm releasing, it should be published December or January because we've got the dreamers manifesto. I publish the end of this month. Um, I haven't even advertised about it yet. It's, it's a bit of a secret, but it's going out at the end of this month. Then obviously the book about conscious capitalism is coming up December, January, but I actually have an event that I'm going to be doing next year about the whole thing of a new way of doing business and that it's okay to be um, sort of a, an, an intuitive or a spiritual or a non-profit-driven entrepreneur, but at the same time still be okay, right? I'm doing an event about this next year. I haven't decided on the location. Um, I had an idea for who I want for my keynote speaker, but I definitely, definitely want you involved in that. 100%. Ah,
0: I, would, I would love to.
1: I 100% want lo- to. <laughs> the other thing, which actually I'm going to start advertising next week. So maybe by the time that this podcast has come out, it will be happening. And that's something called Dream Incubators. So uh-huh. we're going to have a summit next September, which is going to be <laughs> the big stage. And we're going to have a panel. And people are going to get to stand on the stage and talk about their idea. It's not necessarily to get funding. It's not necessarily to get a mentor or anything. It's just to have a stage to talk about your idea. But the way that we're going to get the people from all over the world to that stage is I'm going to be encouraging people to set up Dream Incubator pop-ups in their local city, in their local community. So what will happen is a maximum of 10 people come to the Incubator pop-up, they have 60 seconds to talk about their idea. And then what happens is um, from, the, from those pop-ups, only one idea gets to go into um, the main draw. So what happens is we, one of those 10 people gets picked. They then send their presentation to us. and mm-hmm. We will select from those who is going to come to the big stage next year. And um, I wanted to talk to you about basically being in charge of setting these up in France and getting some French pop-ups going. Cause um,
0: Yeah, like, yeah, that I think we would need to talk a little bit more about it. Uh yeah, no completely. I think that's a very cool idea.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna do that. It yeah. might not just, it could be a, a non-profit, it could be your community group, it could be a charity that you're involved in, it could be a foundation, it could be a business, social enterprise whatever it's just 60 seconds to discuss your idea and then from those we select some that come to us and we will pick those who put their presentation to us almost like a ted talk type stage where you get Uh a platform then but it's going to be one it's either a day or a weekend we're looking at las vegas next sort of september or october um and for that we're going to have a very very big name on the panel like we've already got a big name who's going to be on the panel and then we want a couple of other people on the panel as well so they'll critique your idea and this will all be recorded and we're going to put this all on social media so people can connect with it and you can share it and it's just a platform for people to get their ideas out and to get some feedback on their ideas as well
0: okay that's brilliant i like it i mean, we need to know more how, how like user pop-up works yes uh, fully understand like the whole uh logistic behind it but mm-hmm. yeah not completely. Yeah. Completed. I love
1: that. I love that. Yeah, so that's um that's the Dream Incubator pop-up and then we'll have the Dream Incubator Summit next year. Um somewhere because it's probably going to be a few thousand people coming to support and and watch and stuff. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. Wow. Valerie, what one thing would you like to leave with our listeners today? What? What one thing, to... one thing, one uh, thing to leave uh, with your listeners? Um
0: what one thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I want uh, to say um, if you like that interview please uh, like my Facebook page
1: yep I'm going to put the <laughs> I'm going to put the I can see you winking I was going to go at the bottom I'm going to put the, um, the link uh, that would be the thing I was going to ask but yeah. let's do that now ok so how can people connect with you you're on Instagram you're on Facebook where else?
0: yes Instagram uh, Facebook so you have to look for like backshare social yeah. Uh, uh, and Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, yep. Even though I'm not, you know, super active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then is like check the website, which is backsharesocial.org. dot mm-hmm. org. Uh, and uh, if you're traveling to Colombia this summer, definitely uh, use Backshare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. That was that.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. See, it wasn't so scary. Everyone, <laughs> you 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 would laugh if you saw the frantic messages from Valerie. What are we going to talk about? Where are my questions? Spontaneity. Spontaneity. You're back to your spontaneous roots now, right? Yes. <laughs>
0: what is <was> your question? What do you want me to share? Do you want me to share a travel story? Or... <laughs> What do you want <laughs> I like I'm spontane- spontane- spontaneity. No. What is it? What do you want? Do you
1: know what the crazy thing is, Valerie? you were panicking about the language. Everyone, you need to understand, Valerie's French, although she speaks two or three other languages as well. How many languages do you speak?
0: Yeah, yeah, 16. <laughs> no, no, that's <no. laughs>
1: and Valerie was panicking she's oh, uh, English isn't my first language um, is it gonna be okay to do this interview I need to prep like I'm gonna mess up and you've got through the entire interview and not missed a single step you've completely been your English has been magnifique and just uh, now I finally have confused you at the end we yeah. get to the end and I confused you no need for another story I was just saying Thank you for coming back to your spontaneous roots. And I hope you've enjoyed being spontaneous again.
0: <laughs> I loved it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, uh, please join me in thanking Valerie for her time and her energy today. Um, join us next Sunday when we'll have another inspiring guest. Join us on Thursday for the motivational session with Jade Stoner. And join us on Friday for the Q&A session with M. It's been a pleasure having you uh again yep tune in next week look in the description like bag share on facebook follow them on instagram um, see what they're talking about on twitter join the movement if you're traveling jump on bag share and see if there's something that you can support uh in terms of your your, your travel being more socially conscious and supporting a, a social enterprise keep doing with your eyes open uh, i am dan it's been a pleasure doing with you doing it with you and can't wait to hear from you next week bye-bye for now au revoir bye bye thanks so much for listening to this episode of do it with dan with your host daniel McGenna. for more great content and to stay up to date visit dmpotv.com we'll catch you on the next episode of do it with
0: dan